Well, happy Father's Day to our men. And uh, I want you to know something, men, that you are very important. You're being celebrated today because you're an endangered species. You're an endangered species on several counts. First of all, you are men. You are dads. And according to the Word of God, you are leaders. And all three of those things are under attack in our world today. You know, you're living in a world right now where men are being marginalized in many ways, and uh, their important role uh, in the society and in the family is being diminished and attacked in many ways. And so, therefore, because that is true, how many of you know, men, that because of that, you're actually even more important now than you ever were before? And so, God wants to bless you today and God wants to give you some instructions on how to be an amazing, godly man in this world today. Don't worry, ladies. There's going to be lots for us to learn and then to tell our men, see, I told you, you need to do more of that. So it's a good thing. I'm going to read a scripture to you, and then we're going to talk about it a little bit. And at the end of the service, we are going to pray for every single man in this room. And uh, I've got six men that are coming, and they're going to be standing, three up front and three in the back. And the intent is to pray for every man in this room, whether you're a dad or a potential dad or have been dad for a long time, we want to pray for you. Here's what the Scripture says that I think speaks to us today about what I feel God wants to do in terms of leadership in the Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter 5 here we go. Wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead. And, church will, and Christ will shine on you, sorry. Be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. Making the most of every opportunity. Because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Instructions for Christians' households. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. For wives, that means being supportive to your husbands, like you are tenderly devoted to the Lord. And for husbands, it's providing leadership for the wife, just as Christ provides leadership for the church. I was away last uh, uh, two weeks ago in uh, Vancouver at Regent taking a course on the Holy Spirit. And so I'm pretty passionate about the Holy Spirit right now. And it's one of the reasons why we're going to pray for all of you. And so some of the thoughts I'm going to take even in this message come from that course, so thank you for that uh, from Dr. Gordon Smith on the Holy Spirit course that I took a few weeks ago. Let's pray. Father, already we sense your presence among us, and I pray, God, today that a special anointing comes onto every single man in this place because, Lord, you've called them as men to be leaders. God, you've called them to represent your kingdom they are far more important than they realize in our society today. And we need godly, great men and women to rise up in this hour. 
and to represent the kingdom. And so we say thank you for each one of them. In Jesus' name, amen. So understand the times that we are in here. I'll take that off so it's not the center stage. And for my son, who is a Golden State Warriors fan, that he doesn't start weeping during church, we'll move that off of there. There you go. Thanks, Betty. Good catch. Understand the times we are in. The Bible that we just read, the text that we just read said, it calls men to wake up from our sleep and to rise up because the days are evil. And that word evil is an interesting word. It means hurtful. They are degenerating from the original virtue. To degenerate from original virtue. They are passively ill and diseased. They are harmful, malicious, and wicked. That's the days that we are in. That's what it means. You know, I was thinking to myself, you know, what does it mean that we're living in the days that are evil? So I just turned on my Facebook, and I just read the, my Facebook posts for one day. That's all I did. So I probably spent 10 minutes just reading through the posts. These are the posts that I got. So first of all, the first post that jumped up was Victoria City Councilor Ben Istis puts forward an amendment proposing cha charging veterans and veteran affairs for Remembrance Day services. He wants to recover the cost to the city of Victoria. The announcement was made on June 6th. <laughs> June 6th is the 75th anniversary of the D-Day invasion. The days are evil. Four provinces say that national unity will be threatened if Bill C-69 is passed. Ottawa pushes it forward in spite of the Senate putting out 180 amendments, they only accepted 62. Interesting that it was a 180. Just saying. So that was my second article I read. Climate change scandal. Former heads of the climate change speaking out now saying scientists change data at the highest levels of the IPCC, which is the international uh, sanctioned um, scientific community from, from uh, the United Nations. Now the head of that, the ex-head, is saying actually data was changed and there's a whole bunch of stuff that's not true about climate change. The very next article, climate change is increasing the heat on the world by 1.5% and if we don't make some changes soon, we're in big trouble. Oh my goodness. And then, thank God, there was a cute kitten video. And the world was back to normal again. And I said, thank you, Jesus. Amazing. You know, the point is this. We've moved away from who we are and whose we are. Why are the days evil? I'm not even really debating any of those topics other than what I mentioned to you. That's just what was on my Facebook feed for that day. Proverbs 29:18, which is, of course, inscribed on the Peace Tower in Ottawa, says this, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. But blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instructions. You know, there was no revelation. What does that mean? Where men don't know and understand something? No, where there is no revelation of God. Where there is no revelation of God. So written on our peace tower, inscribed in the bricks on the peace tower, this is one of the scriptures warning us as a nation, saying when you cast, you're going to cast off restraint, 
You're going to lack wisdom when you don't have a revelation of God. And church, let me tell you something. I want you to understand where this world gets a revelation of God from is the church. So this is why, men, your role is so critical. It's so important. Is it, is it possible that, you know, this, we're degenerating from our original virtue with the meaning of that evil, that we're passively ill and diseased? Is it possible that in our doing nothing, men, our passivity is allowing further degeneration and moving away from virtue? Well, I'm, I'm not saying that to condemn us. I'm, I'm just giving us a thought to, for us to understand I want you to comprehend how important you are, men. How important you are, church, that you represent the kingdom of God in a world that is casting off restraint because they're losing the revelation of God. What do we do? You know, we take over Facebook. No, it's not what we do. Thank God we read what we're supposed to do. What are men supposed to do in this world today? Well, here we go. This is what we do. It says, therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will. Don't get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. So he says, firstly, stop getting drunk on this world. And I think that's a temptation. You know, I, I, I can be honest. It, it, it's a temptation. And I, it's not so much even talking about alcohol here as it's talking about drunkenness on the things of this world. I think that it's a temptation that when we see the world going crazy, you know, we can just get, we can get kind of uh, distracted or we can kind of get, you know, we can kind of hide or anesthetize ourselves. We can anesthetize ourselves on the things of this world. And how many of you know we're never going to change this world if we anesthetize ourselves on the things of this world? You know, your success, men, is not who has the most stuff when you die. Your success, men... Uh, you know, there's lots of things that we can measure success, and you need to understand what those values are. But for me, in the kingdom of God, you know, there's great values in, in certain things. Both of my kids now are going to be marrying godly partners. That, to me, is success. That, to me, is worth everything. And uh, you, you understand, all of us need to have measurements in our life. And this world's measurements of success are not the kingdoms of, God, of God's measurement of success. It's not. And so we have to kind of recalibrate ourselves and stop kind of looking at this world. You know, we can't ignore evil in this world by being drunk on the world. So he says the next thing. He says, secondly, get drunk on God. Did you catch the play on words? That's what he was actually saying. He said, be filled with the Spirit. He said, don't get drunk on wine. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. You don't see that commercial. Here's to good times. Tonight is something special. Getting drunk on the Lord. No, you don't see that one. It says, instead, be... There's, that's an old school commercial. You youngers don't know that one. Instead, be... Be filled with the Spirit. He says, speaking to one another with psalms and hymns and songs of the Spirit, sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Here it is, men. Here's your job today. How do we get filled with the Holy Spirit? Because that's what he says to do. He says, when you see the world getting evil, when you see the world going, Rachel, don't go anywhere. It gets, it gets better. Okay, you're coming back. Okay, good. Just checking. 
I, I was waiting to pick on somebody. Thanks. That was my niece. How do we be filled with the Spirit? Here's the first thing it says, guys. Be a worshiper. Be a worshiper. Get your eyes off yourselves. Get them onto the Lord. And the only way to do that is to be filled with the Spirit. I'm not so much talking about speaking in tongues here as it is positioning myself to take my eyes off of myself and put them onto God. How many of you know that's a daily battle? And how many of you know if you spend four hours a day in Facebook, you're not going to get your eyes off yourself or the world? You're not going to do it. What are you centering your life upon? Whatever you lean into, you grow. You can either be egocentric or God-centered. Isn't that true? It says, speak to one another in psalms and hymns and sing songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. Well, I was thinking about this, and that does not sound very manly to me. Sorry. Speaking to one another in songs. I mean, we could practice this right now if you guys would like to try, but turn to the man next to you and just start singing. Man, this world is bad right now, and we need to see God. We need to serve the King of kings and love him tenderly. I know. And all the men are swaying right now. We, if Jim, Jim was here, is Jim here? He's not here. Let's sing this to him next time we see him. Jimmy! 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 Jimmy, build the church! Don't you feel edified right now? <laughs> I didn't go in the high note, sorry. I didn't. I thought it was weird. You know, okay, okay, so that's not what it's saying, by the way. Singing to one another in songs and spiritual songs. Let me, let me tell you what it is. It's when we gather, first of all, when we gather together it, corporately as a body. Do you understand, and I think you do, maybe you don't even understand that it's happening, but it, it happens every single week, that when you and I come into the house of God and, um, and we're, we're singing songs, do you understand that God in his heart and intention wants to fill you with his spirit in that moment? Now, let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Have, are you ever in a service and you start off, if you're like me, you start off most services very self-centered? Like, I don't like this song. The drummer's mic are way too high. I can't hear the singer. What is going on? The guitarist doesn't look like he even wants to be on stage right now. Do you ever start there? I start there sometimes. I have to be honest. And, and, but if you're, you know, I understand that God's heart and intention when we're together in the house of God is God wants to get my eyes off myself and onto him. So, you know, part of me is I have to discipline myself as a man of God and I have to say, Lord, I'm here to worship you because I need to be filled with you. I need to be filled with you. So, I'm, you know, there are times, there are times, when, you know, I don't like every song these guys sing. But you know, here's a crazy thought. You don't even have to like the songs. Do you know what, you know what, you know what I, when it says sing over each other with songs and spiritual songs? You know what I, I do, laugh often, and I did it today? I just sit 
and I let you sing over me. And if you do that, if you say, Lord, I'm here, I, I don't really connect with this song, but God, listen to your people worship. Man, your people are worshiping. And I'll tell you, I'll give you an example of what it's like last week, you know, we were singing the Hallelujah song and the youth band was leading, which was awesome last week, by the way. So good. And, and the youth band was singing, they were singing Hallelujah. Remember that? Remember that? Sing a Hallelujah. And then Kent Barrett, the Baptist, <laughs> starts shouting, Hallelujah! And you know, every time Kent went, hallelujah, I went, whoo, <laughs> Holy Ghost is filling me. Do you understand? Or you can sit all service and say, oh, I just don't like this song. When is this service over? Church, let me tell you something. Can I tell you something? Corporately gathering is bigger than you. It's bigger than you. Do you understand that when you come together, the power and the presence and the authority and the anointing of God is on every service when we come together in his name where two or more are gathered together? There the Lord is among them. Hallelujah. And I want you to understand, guys, that worship is bigger than you. And when you come in, when you enter, and if, even if you can't sing the song, let the congregation sing over you so that you can get reoriented toward the living God and get your eyes off yourself. The congregation of God's people is powerful. Powerful. Thank you, God, for each one. You know, you may struggle in public to sing, and okay, whatever. Stretch yourself a bit, maybe, man. Raise your hand. Won't kill you. You can do it. You can overcome. You are powerful. You are anointed by God to lead. So be leaders. Be leaders in your family. And you know what? You can listen to your songs in your truck. You can listen to your songs in your car. You can program your car to play, you know, 24 7 your songs if you like a certain style of worship. But when you come for the 30 minutes in this house, come with an attitude that says, I'm here to worship God. Amen? Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Because in your truck, you can sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. You can do that. We can all do that. See, be a worshiper. It positions us, firstly, firstly to be filled with the Spirit. And that's, that's how we're going to be godly men. We're going to be filled with the Spirit. When Greg is filled with the Spirit, he's not looking at himself, he's looking at God, and good things start to happen. Okay, so I told you this is going to be very practical, so all of us can do number one, right? We can all do number one. Show up, you can have people sing over you. You don't even have to sing, just show up. But turn your heart toward the Lord. Here's number two. This is a good one. It's difficult. Be thankful. This is what it said in the text, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So you want to be filled with the Spirit, be a worshiper. Center yourself on God. You know, we can all do that. Number two, be thankful. Be thankful. As you look at the world, as you look at your life, as you look at things, you know, be thankful. You know, you can be thankful for lots of things. I don't know if I can be thankful for anything, Pastor. 
Well, then, you know what? I looked up, Billy Graham told us five things we can be thankful for. So even if you're not going to listen to pastor, listen to Billy Graham. Here's what he said. He said, number one, thank God for the material blessings that he gives you. That's a good one. First Chronicles 29, uh, 12 to 14. I'll just read a paraphrase. Well, uh, it says, wealth and honor come from you. We give thanks and praise your glorious name. Everything comes from you. That's pretty good. So Father's Day, as you're eating your father's steak or your father's potatoes or your father's whatever, just be thankful, 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 God, thank you that I've got food in the fridge. Thank you, God, that I have gas in my vehicle. Thank you, God, that I have a vehicle. Thank you, God, that I have a shower, and when I turn it on, there's hot water. Thank you, God, that somebody comes and takes my garbage away. Thank you, God, that when I flush this toilet, it goes somewhere mysteriously disappearing from my house, God. Amen? It does not take long to express thanksgiving to God. So we need to be thankful. And I'm telling you, it's a muscle you have to exercise. Every morning, what am I thankful for today, God? Thank God for the blessings, the material blessings. Here's another one he said. Thank God for the people in your life. Whoa, whoa. That's getting harder now. Well, not really, because every single human being you meet is created in the image of God. Therefore, there is something in them that you can be thankful for. (laughs) Thank you, God, that this person is grading me so much that it's scraping away the things that don't represent your kingdom in my life. Even those people that are the most irritating, you can thank God for. But just don't make it a prayer that's angry about them. Every person we meet, you know, 1 Corinthians says, I always thank God for you, 1-4. I love this. Philemon 1-4 says, I always thank God for you as I remember you in all my prayers. Every time your name crosses my mind in prayers, I say, oh, thank you, God. You know, one of the great keys, I'm going to tell you, if you've got a problem with someone in your life, uh, you know what you do? Pray for them. You can be honest, but just start praying for them. God, I pray for my boss. He drives me crazy. But Lord Jesus, I pray you bless him. I pray you help him to see. God, I pray, bless him, Lord God. Thank you. Thank you that I don't understand the pressures that are on him. Thank you that you can just start praying blessings upon the people in your life. Thank God for your spouses. Thank God for your husbands. Thank God for your kids. Thank God. Not so, don't look at all the things they do wrong, but thank God for the things they do right. Amen? Discipline yourself. You want to be filled with the Spirit? You need to be thankful. Thank God during trials and even persecutions, Billy Graham said. 1 Thessalonians 5 8, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You know, cultivate a spirit of thanksgiving. Church, listen to me. All of us go through hard times. Every single human being. It's part of being part of the body of Christ, and it's part of being part of the body of the world. It's part of being human. You are going to go through difficult things. You're going to have tough times. And, and so God is saying, take it captive and be thankful. God, I don't understand why I'm going through this, but I know you're still with me. You know, one of the testimonies that was so powerful, even uh, the thread of testimonies last night as we were at baptism service, was how thankful people were for the church. They were so thankful. I found my way home. I, you know, I saw this church building, but I, I knew I needed to come home to God. It was just awesome to hear some of the thread of those testimonies of how your presence 
has touched people's lives and made them thankful and connected them back to God. Amen? Thank God for his salvation in Jesus Christ. That's a pretty good one. 2 Corinthians 9.15, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Remember we did the Save series last year? And we had the Save swag, the baseball caps and the shirts. Every time I wear my cap, I say, Lord, have somebody ask me what it means that I'm saved. What are you saved from? I, I practice this. I think about it. You know, my answer is the same every time. I'm saved from myself. Man, I'm so grateful to God that I'm saved from me. I'm saved from my brokenness. I'm saved from my, 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 my failures. I'm saved from my doubts. I'm saved from my fears. I'm saved from all those things that come to kill, rob, and destroy me. God has saved me. Wow. Okay. That's pretty good. Are you thankful that God has accepted you in the midst of your faults and failures and he's made a home for you? Are you thankful that God is saying, you know, I, I chose you out of this world. I picked you and I've appointed you to go and to bear fruit. I, I, I love you. I've made a way for you to come to be with me forever and forever. Are you thankful? I'm so thankful. I was reflecting on, on uh, Calvin Strobridge and, you know, I just think about the suffering that we go through in this life, but the reward. Oh, you know, it's going to be a good memorial because I get to celebrate that my brother has gone to be with our father. And it's the reward of the righteous to go home early, the Bible says. Wow. What a hope we have, church. Are you thankful for your salvation? You can just sit there for a long time. Thank God for his continued presence and power in your life. That's the last thing Billy Graham said. I love this scripture, and I'm going to read it as a prayer at the end of the service, but I'll just read a portion of it. It says, For this reason, this is in Ephesians 3, it's not going to come up on your screen. Seeing the greatness of his plan by which you were built together in Christ, I bow my knees before the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for whom every family on heaven and earth has been named, the Father from whom all fatherhood takes its title and derives its name. This is the Father's house. Your father is never going to leave you nor forsake you. He is for you and not against you. There is so much, so much for us to be thankful for. And I'm going to give you a crazy prayer. If you still can't be thankful, here's a crazy prayer. Ready? Holy Spirit, show me today what I should be thankful for. Pray that prayer. Pray that prayer tomorrow. Pray it tonight and, and just be surprised by the Lord revealing things to you. Oh, I should be thankful that person did that. Oh, I should be thankful. I didn't really see that before. Oh, I should be thankful that my boss works really hard to give me a job. Oh, I should be thankful. You'll suddenly start to be shaped and moved toward. Just ask the Holy Spirit what you should be thankful for. So be a worshiper. Be thankful. Here's the next last one. It says be submissive. We talk a lot about this word submission. Of course, it just means to submission. The word sub means to subordinate or place oneself under, to support or to serve. And the mission is the specific task with which a person or a group is charged. 
So submission is to support and serve someone in their God-given assignment. That's pretty good. Amen? Every one of us can do that. You can actually do that for your husband's wives. You know what their God-given assignment is? Die to self and love your wives. So, wives, this is the best prayer ever. Oh, I'm just so thankful that you're going to die to yourself and better serve a family. That's a good prayer. I support you in that role of dying to yourself, husband. Amen. You know, you, you can do all kinds of things. You know, submit, number one, here it is, guys. Number one is submit, first of all, to God's plan for your life. That's the first submission. You know, it doesn't mean that you're the boss or you're in control because you're a leader. Uh, it means that you, you know, you exercise the right type of leadership in your life. Can we just be, uh, uh, acknowledge something, men? That because of the abuse of authority, because of the abuse, because of an improper use of authority, how many of you know all kinds of crazy things have happened in our world? Do you know men not exercising their authority correctly has created a lot of problems in our world? We, we know that, don't we? I think that's true. You know, I think even you could argue, not that I want to get off track here, you could argue that a lot of women's lib came from that because of an abuse of authority by men. I'm quickly moving on past that one. <laughs> you know, you hear the language of white privilege. Let's punish people for their apparent privilege they enjoy. You know, the answer for leadership is not one of gender. Listen to me. It's not one of gender or race. That's not what it boils down to. It's an, a submission to God's plan for your life. It doesn't matter if you're a man. It doesn't matter if you're a woman. It doesn't matter if you're white. It doesn't matter if you're native. It doesn't matter if you're black. It doesn't matter. The point is this. It says submit to one another out of reverence for God. And if we will live a submitted life in our leadership, if we will just come as servants and come and support and lift others up, you know, God is going to help us. I love this thought. True leadership takes dominion over self for the service and good of others. It doesn't take dominion over others for the service and good of self. That's money. Write that one down. Take dominion over yourself, men, in the service of others. That's what leadership is. Hallelujah. Here's the second part, to be filled with the Spirit. Serve others as they fulfill God's plan for their lives. Not only submit to yours, but come underneath them and lift them up. Be a servant. Come underneath and support. Be a positive voice in your workplace. Dear God, do we need that? Do we need that? That you're a positive voice. Man, you'll stand out like a sore thumb when everybody's tearing down their marriage, when everybody's tearing down their kids, when everybody's tearing down, just be positive. Man, I thank God for my wife. My wife's amazing. Man, I'm, thank God somebody loved me. Wow. 
You ever look in the mirror, Tom? Take a look at yourself. You should be thankful that a woman married you. Okay, that just went wrong. So, sorry. <laughs> sorry, you got to exercise a little more wisdom than that. Sorry. <laughs> Men, be a positive voice on social media if you go on. When you see someone, encourage them. Catch them doing good. Encourage them for it. You'll freak them right out. You're created to lead men. And to lead means be first. Be the first. Be the first to serve. Be the first to say, I'm sorry. Mm -mm -mm. Be the first to honor others. Zig Ziglar said this, and he's a business guy, but he said this. And he kind of lived this as his life motto. You can have everything you want in life if you just help other people get what they want. Interesting. We're living in an evil world, men. You're called to be leaders. The Holy Spirit is the difference maker. You can't do it on your own. Actually, tr stop trying to do it on your own. You need the Spirit of God. You need the anointing and the power and the presence of your Father's Spirit. He tells you how to be filled Stop being overwhelmed with this world and be overwhelmed by God. He says, be a worshiper. Be a worshiper. Show up on Sunday. Help people to enter into worship by being a worshiper yourself. Sing over people. Let them sing over you. He says, be thankful. You want to be filled with the Spirit? Be a worshiper. Be thankful. Simple. We can do this. We can do that. You can be thankful at the beginning of the day. You can be thankful. At the end of the night, you can be thankful. Prayer, prayer. God, what should I be thankful for today? That could be your prayer life, men. I mean, this is as easy as it gets. Be thankful. Be submitted. Lead as a servant. Take the role of a servant. You're in good company because Jesus did the same thing. Amen? Amen? So I'm going to ask our six men, whom I respect as leaders in their home and leaders in being dads in communities, they're going to come and line up. There's going to be one here, one here, and one there. And there's going to be three in the back. One there, one there, one there. They're going to come, and they're going to take some oil. And I want every single man, whether you're a dad or not, to come and just have these guys pray a blessing over you. And I'm going to pray a prayer at the end. I'm going to ask the worship team to come on back up here. And uh, just to start to play maybe Michaela while the worship team gets set. That would be awesome. Turn the other way, guys. So that, there, there you go. Perfect. There's three in the back and three in the front. They're going to move rapidly in praying a blessing on you. They're just going to pray a one-line kind of blessing. You're saying, well, what? This is kind of weird. The oil is just a symbol of the Holy Spirit. The Bible commands us to anoint with oil, for the role that God is calling people to. Men, listen to me. You are being called to be leaders. In a society and a world that is plunging headlong into evil, now is your day. Now we need you to rise up, not in anger and frustration, but in servanthood, in worship, in thanksgiving. Amen? Amen. Why don't you bow your head for a minute? I'll pray.
Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray you give every single man in this place confidence to come forward, to be prayed for. Lord, if they need healing, let the touch of your spirit bless them. And let every person, man and woman in this place, be blessed today by the presence and power of your spirit, Lord God. Father, we single out men today because it's Father's Day. And Lord, you've called men to specific purpose and task, and we want to support them in the mission that you've given them, Lord, to be leaders in this life and in this world. So I thank you for them now. Amen. I want every person now, man or woman, just open up your hands. I'm going to pray a blessing of Ephesians chapter 3 over you and the anointing of the Holy Spirit to fall upon you in your leadership because every one of us, men and women, are leaders. We all have a metron, a place, a realm of influence. Let me pray this prayer from Ephesians chapter 3. For this reason, seeing the greatness of this plan by which you are built together in Christ, I bow my knees before the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that Father from whom all fatherhood takes its title and derives its name. May he grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with his mighty power in the inner man by the Holy Spirit himself indwelling your innermost being and personality. May Christ through faith actually dwell, settle down, abide, make his permanent home in your hearts. May you be rooted deep in love and founded securely on love. May you have power and strong strength to apprehend and grasp with all the saints, God's devoted people, the experience of that love that is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth of it, that you may really come to know practically through experiencing it yourself, the love of Christ which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience, that you may be filled through all your being unto all the fullness of God, that you may have the rich measure of the divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. Now to him who by in consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us be able to carry out his purposes and do super abundantly far over and above all that we dare to ask or think and infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, and dreams. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and forever and forever. Amen and amen. Let it be, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah.